Tim. And this is Till Til Death, Death Do Us Recap. And it is Thursday morning. We are sitting in our high-tech recording studio, a.k.a. our walk-in closet. The tech in, <laughs> the tech in here is really throwing me. It's, a, it's, a, it's pretty high-tech. <laughs> um, we're drinking our coffee. We've... We've woken up and we are ready. <sighs> Last night was the opposite of a transitional episode, wouldn't you say? Oh my gosh, month anniversary! I'm just gonna get this out there right out here right now. Okay. The experts suck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell yeah. they're thinking. I don't know what they're doing. Dr. Pepper is missing in action. I haven't seen Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper in is weeks. like. She's like Chris Harrison on steroids in terms of like the luxury of her job now. You know no, what I mean? Yeah, but, but, but she we haven't seen Pastor be... Cal for a couple of weeks either. Yeah. This is insane. Yeah. They mismatched most of these couples and they're nowhere to be found. I yeah. just, yeah. oh, what an episode this was. <laughs> There's so much gold. So, I feel like we need to just get started, as usual, with the tragedy that is Chris and Pagina. Uh, I mean, okay, off the bat, let's just, because we have a few different things going on in this episode. We're having, everyone's having their one-month anniversary, which sounds hilarious, but is also obviously a much bigger deal on the show, because they literally did not know each other 31 or 32 days ago ago um but we've also got a couple like group hangs leading up to it and you and i were talking about how it's not like there were major major secrets unearthed here but the girls do go out um and i just think it's worth noting because you can just tell that brianna and hey like you can tell the whole cast is just exhausted by this chris and page shit yeah and so once again, I was just thinking, like, Paige just confuses the hell out of me because she presents one thing to the friends and the cast, which is, like, she seems like she's of sound mind. And she realizes that this is bonkers and his behavior is not okay. But then it's like she always keeps things just open enough at the end so that, like, no one can fully hold her to anything. And then, like, we'll see the next scene, and she'll be starting out her hang with Chris as Miss, like, flirty Giddy McGee. And I'm just, I get so confused. Um, But I guess the main thing that stood out to me. <laughs> so this is the, this is the lunch with Haley. So we have Haley, Paige, and Brianna. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. And I feel like we can just mention the parts about each couple as we get into them, okay. just because that was sort of how it was laid out. But when we're talking with Paige, uh, <laughs> she finally says, again, like a moment of lucidity. She's like, I see that maybe I've been too focused on the idea of marriage, maybe. And oh, everyone's yeah. like, yes, yes, duh! you have. Uh, I've fallen in love with the idea of marriage. Yes, Paige. Thank you. Thank you. That's you summed it all up. The, the most succinct you've been with it. We agree. Yeah. And then Brianna in her interview is all of us when she's like, this is just hard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> so you can tell that they're all like 
clearly over it, but they're also trying to be supportive. So with that in mind, you know, Paige is finally considering she may be a little over obsessed with the idea of something and ignoring the truth of something. So we start, (laughs) we start with, I guess, a basketball date. So Um, Chris, Chris only wants to do things that he excels at. Is oh, what yeah. I get took oh, away yeah. from this episode. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just going to jump in here on the okay. basketball. Okay. Playing sports or activities with your significant other mm-hmm. is a, a delicate um, <laughs> undertaking, if okay. you will. Okay. And he goes, he's a basketball player. All right. He knows what he's doing. He gives Paige a two-point lead. They're playing to five. Okay. Gives her a two-point lead and then just per- t- proceeds to just blow her out Slaughter. of the water. He's crossing her up, taking her to the hole. She's, like, giving up. He's draining threes. And I'm like, Chris, come on. Like, How embarrassing. There, was, there wasn't, like... Like be cute with this here. Like right. we obviously like... Let me teach you she, how to do a layup. She admits that she doesn't know how to play basketball. Right. And he's like, okay, well, let's go play basketball and I'll teach you. But really he's just showing off. Like, look at the look at my jumper. <laughs> look at my skills. Can and I just, just say that uh, I think that the me. funniest part of this is that the entirety of anything to do with the actual sport of the state went completely over my head. I didn't even realize anything you just said. So we are grateful for your I was logging everything. And <laughs> Chris can ball. He's he's a hooper. Really? Chris Chris is okay. a hooper. I can tell. Okay. Well, but still, like, him. come on. Come well, on. I just okay, so naturally all I was thinking about was the human dynamics going on. Okay. Uh I was just like, oh, these people are sprinting back and forth on the court and there's dynamics flying. <laughs> no. This wasn't a cute horse game. This was a no, slaughter. It should have this been this was that. a let me show you and then proceeds to after making the final layup to win five two after scoring five straight points says I am the winner ah! <laughs> and raises both hands in the air. Okay, and I'm like, Chris, you're a freaking tool. Yeah, like you're the winner against your wife who doesn't know how to play basketball. Oh my like gosh. you get an award. Um, okay. But I, of course, so was since like, you paid attention to the real thing. Yeah. So go ahead. okay. We've gotten our sports play by play. Now we need to discuss the audacity of Chris, when Paige walks through the door of the court saying, you're late. (laughs) (laughs) And he doesn't just say it once. He says it again. First, she's trying to play dumb to it. Like, oh, no, like, we're not going to do that. And she's just like smiley. And he says it again. Uh, And she's like, I just was like, dude, you are out of control. She's showing up to like get trained by you. (laughs) Right. Workout starts at 5 a.m. You're late. <laughs> yeah. If you want to make this team. Yeah. Better get it, get your act together. Something that killed me was that, like, then you're getting interview footage of her being like, you know, if Chris remains committed to me in this process, who knows what, what are you talking about? Remain? There is nothing remaining. Like, He's never been committed to you, let alone remaining committed to you. And and then you get him and his interviews going, I made a vow to Paige and God. I'm like, oh, no, here we go with the God stuff again. Just pulling it out of your ass when it randomly serves you. 
Um, okay. And then we move into, is this the same date where they're talking about the goals? Cause he brings it. Okay. I hated how he phrased this. I don't know if it's this or if it's another hang right after, but when she confronts him about the two engagements. Oh yeah. Is that, so after is that the game, the yeah. After okay. the game, they sit down and they're asking each other questions. And I was kind of like, I mean, I was still reeling from the basketball game, but I was kind of like, <laughs> really? this seems to be going a little somewhere, yeah. at least in like, she asked him about being engaged twice. He gives an answer, refuses to tell her how he old. looked like he was scared. He looked like he was scared. And all I could think of as he started describing like the very vague dynamics of why this second engagement fell through, which was when he was like 20. So I guess it was four years ago. Wait, is he only 24? He said four years ago. I think he's 26. Okay. Or 28. Um, well, it's not like we should count on his timelines as it anything matter. real. But he, I was just thinking like this story generalized just sounds very familiar. Like it sounds like exactly what you're doing to Paige, exactly what you did to this woman, Mercedes, this whole thing of like, and then she realized that I wasn't financially stable and I was, I was very emotionally immature. And I'm like, yeah, you mean like now? Exactly. <laughs> and one little thing that I, I caught is, so he's talking about, yeah, he doesn't give us much details, but this is just so Chris. He said she was advised to walk away. <laughs> Meaning she was, the she was advised to walk away. So like, once again, I'm like the victim here. Right. Oh, Someone yeah. conspired against me yeah. it's to pull her away because I wasn't ready. Right. Like, it's, I'm like, it's like Come he's on, half dude. owning like, that he wasn't ready, but then he also needs to exactly. make it clear that it wasn't her choice alone. I also thought it was funny. Um, so he brings up in this conversation, he goes, so, you know, uh, we were talking about long term goals the other day and I know you didn't have any. <laughs> I totally missed that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck <laughs> you, Chris. And then he's like, well, me, as I was saying. So it's like he's just trying. He, he whatever. It's he's so trying Chris. to bring it up again. Yeah, he's like, what I was now. saying was, you know, I really see in my future multiple million dollar companies of no specific focus. There's no we don't know what the companies are. We don't know if there's any specific, is it products? Is it, is there something that you like to create or that you really get? No, it's just, it's just million dollar companies at large. He would like many of them. And also he wants us to know that he can come across as the life of the party. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, deep down inside, he's an introvert. He's really an introvert. Uh, which Paige is just stunned by this piece of human information. I'm just I'm like, like, God, the bar, the, the bar, bare oh, yes, minimum okay. of showing up he's giving deserves ba- an award from her, I He's guess. giving basic answers, and she's just amazed. She goes, I knew there was a reason we were matched. <laughs> oh, God. Like, the bar. It's the, just, the again, it is underground. It is now, like, it was in purgatory last week, and now it's gone below that, like, We've passed through Hades and we're in like the next level. Uh, a Dante, a level I, of Dante. Are we full in? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is a Dante Inferno. Okay, I don't know. So yeah, we were just repulsed. I'm like, really? You had one single human conversation, and now like the gods are shining down on you, and you see that this was all for a purpose. God. So then we move into our pool date. 
our pool playing billiards. date. Let's clarify. Billiards. 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 Not, not aquatics. I am. We need dress code notifications for each of these social events because. And it's not just Chris and Paige. I've noticed it in other. Oh, I've okay. noticed well, it a little bit. The most there's just the most off. But I've noticed this in other couples, too. There seems to be confusion about, <laughs> like, the formalness of certain dates. Yeah. And even, like, and this is why I have to applaud Eric and Virginia. Because at least in their date, they're both wearing couples t-shirts. Let's say the Lake Show. So they've been like, oh, hey, we're going, we're going... Mr. Mrs. Couples T-shirts, kind of so cheesy, but at least they're on the same page with what they're doing. Yeah. Because, okay, now this date, I, I'm, I was trying to figure this out. So Chris shows up in a suit, because of course suit. he does. Full suit. I think this date takes place at their apartment complex. Oh, in like the common room? I think there's a common, because there's no oh. real, like... There's no yeah, B-roll of like outside of a restaurant yeah. or or Good like a billiard call. hall. And so I think this is actually in like a a commons multi-purpose room in their apartment complex. <laughs> a rec center. So, okay, so the she, fact that he shows up to this date. In his full suited attire. Meanwhile, she shows up in her cute billiards attire. Which <laughs> is, is there a billiards attire? I mean... It's casual. She, I mean, it's probably a Wednesday night, according to their schedules that we found out last week. She's wearing a cute crop top, a little crop tee, and a cute pair of jeans. And I guess he's what in she, his she's suit. okay. She's wearing what she's supposed to be wearing if they're playing yes. billiards. So again, this actually goes with what you were saying about the basketball, and I think it's so funny that the basketball stuff just went so over my head. But I did notice it with pool. Well, he definitely that, kept her around. He was trying to miss shots. No. Okay, but can I say, okay. he kept every time he'd mess up, he's like, oh, the wall's in the way. Oh, yeah. the floor's uneven. Oh, I'm like, this guy, his cool guy shtick is so painful because he takes himself so seriously. Like, there's zero sense of humor Even when at he's all. trying to intentionally lose, he's still making excuses for why he's not making Right, shots. right. Ugh, and then he's in his, what killed me is he's in his interview moment. And he, so going into this outing, he's like, I'm seeing Paige in a whole new way. Her beautiful body, her amazing personality. And I just wanted to vomit. I was like, you're seeing her in a different way because she's now your only option. Like, I am not here for this. Like, fuck you. And who you, knows what's late. going on behind the scenes with his relationship with Mercedes? Yeah. Like, if he's buying her vehicles. That's true. Like, who knows if they had, like, a setback on getting back together or what? Because it's like, oh, okay, you seem to be, like, a little present here. Yeah. You know, and or at least even, trying to convince us that he's present. So here's what's funny is like we we start this hang like with like a weird flirtation thing that they're doing mm -hmm. where it's like like oh I'm gonna get the ball in the hole and now yeah. It's very that <laughs> was the sounded like the most <laughs> romantic. Pool it was billiard date I've ever heard. 
Remind me to take you to a pool. When this pandemic is over, remind me to take you to a a pool hall and we can get It was very rare, rare, but it was freaking awkward because again, like Chris is so serious that like even his like attempt at flirtage is, oh, it's just bad. It just doesn't. (sighs) So then they're sitting and talking and like they finish the game and she... I was proud of her because she actually said, like, I know that we've been seeing each other a little more, but, like, the communication in general is still so lacking. Like, you don't text me at all. And this is where it turns. Uh, So this is just to me, I'm, like, I'm trying so hard not to be uh, throwing out diagnoses names because I have no business doing so. But. But you will. (laughs) As it pertains to narcissism. Uh, it's, it's is, unbelievable it, because it's the most predictable thing. So she very diplomatically, very like, it's not a tacky at all. She's trying to have an adult conversation about like, this is where I think that we could still now. Why, why is she bothering to do this at all? We're all asking ourselves, but we're here. So we have to deal with it. He can't handle a single scrap speck of constructive feedback because typically narcissists don't know how to deal with constructive feedback because they're immediately triggered with severe shame and sure enough that's where we begin so she brings that up he immediately needs to defend why he won't text if you you know he's called her once and she didn't call him back so even though really, we see him on he's not a texter but we see him on his phone continually right, right. <laughs> every every turn so all of a sudden we have got an a, a whole shift and it it's truly like this is what's so shitty about being in relationship with a narcissist is because it's crazy making because all of a sudden everything that you just brought to them in like in earnest is going to be flipped on you. And it's going to take you a second to figure out that that's what's happening. And you're going to try and argue with them from a rational perspective and it's not going to work. It's just going to make them double down. And sure enough, that's what happens. So all of a sudden Chris is like, my problem with you is your communication is really lacking. My emotional needs are not being met. <laughs> I mean, it. I had to literally tune out at a certain point because I was like, I should not even do the work to try and follow this anymore because he's taking her on the roller coaster and she keeps trying to cut in. And like, again, operating from a rational space. And that's going nowhere, of course. But I just, I was like, holy shit, we are watching an emotional, emotionally abusive person in action. This is what you do. You make the person feel that the whole reality they're experiencing is not actually real. It's a problem with them. Yeah, it's total (laughs) gaslighting. And it is turning every... He turns pretty much everything Every around on says. her. Everything Every is around. Thing. Like I was shocked that he went the route of communication. Yeah. I'm like, that's like really? the most obvious You're gonna... one that he sucked at. Yeah. And that's the one thing that she like brought up and wanted fixed. And he's like, nah, I'm gonna turn this communication thing around on you. It's all your fault. You don't answer my calls. I have to ask you one question here. Okay. 
he says, I don't have uh, I don't have shit to say because you don't have anything to say off camera. Right. Do you think there's any merit to what Chris is saying about here's the thing? No, I think, because of uh, what he put her through starting day two. OK, I kind of feel like she's been in this spot of like. If you're if you want to be with me since then, like. I will show up like a doormat, but you have to like try and like win me back. No, for sure. And I agree that that's what he should have been doing. It sounds since... like he's one off called her like twice and she hasn't answered. Yeah. Like was, I a... just thought that was a little eye opening. Maybe it's one of those things that someone's just saying because they I just know don't it's trust going something nowhere. That comes out of no, yeah. And I generally don't either. And I also kind of think that. I think that she has every right to conduct this relationship however she wants to. And if I were her, I would be like, hell yeah, we're doing this on camera because I'm not going to have yeah. you say like one thing to me right. off camera exactly. and then be a different person exactly. on camera. Because he's a liar. Yeah. No, I was just, I, I thought that no, was, it was a, a, it was a little interesting. bit of an interesting. It definitely made my ears perk up. But then I quickly was like, uh, exactly. I think that that's probably the biggest point is like, this man like screwed with her so much, even just in the first week where he would tell her one thing, do another, then admit a totally different thing, then say never mind. And half those things were happening off camera at the time. Yeah. And so I think now she just doesn't trust him at all. Um. So and then like that wasn't even the official month anniversary date, because what happens is that. Well, just to, so. She, it goes completely off the rails off the when rails. he turns it around on her. He's says he doesn't have a connection. It says we have he, no connection. Says he wants to be in a serious relationship. <laughs> I just think you can't meet my needs. There's no compatibility. I mean, they're he, at a dead end. You oh, they are at a dead end. You guys. I mean, this was the most like pathetic and tragic part to me. Is this could have been avoided? This whole thing could have been avoided. And here is Paige. Literally, like, sh getting dumped on national TV and crying because she refused to believe him for who he was for the last 29 days. Yeah, it's just it's like more he, he is going to keep making a fool of you yeah. till the end. And it's more pain that Paige has to endure. And this is why we were saying we've been saying for the last few weeks, this thing at the very latest should have been over when they had that whole stupid let's restart should have oh, been over then should have been over then yeah, it should have this... been over before then but it definitely should have been over then and we said a couple weeks ago Paige, kind of on your you own here you, you know like and it's hard to watch and it's hard to you know you still feel really bad for Paige, but it's like it's the signs have like been there from the very beginning yeah. yeah and of course we don't actually know did she have that like I don't know. I'm just like, how can you have that meet up with the girls and say all of that shit and then still throw yourself into these hangs with like giddy flirtation and yeah, still because the, hope the that... meeting with the girls was in between the basketball and this date. OK. And so she has the basketball date. They get grow a little bit of communication. She goes to her bare girls. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. 
She goes to her girls, hides some very important details when she talks to them at lunch oh. about the fact that it was a Mercedes Benz that she bought, that Chris bought. Mercedes. For Mercedes. <laughs> Wait, why am I just putting that together that he bought Mercedes and Mercedes? I think because they've been using the word Benz to describe the car and you're forgetting oh, that. Right. Yeah, a Mercedes okay. for Mercedes. <laughs> and kind of protects him with that girl conversation. And they're still like, this is bullshit. I don't know what you're doing. And yeah. she's like, oh, I'm in love with the idea of marriage. Yeah. And then she gets Well, exactly. Dumped. It's like, you say that with this sense of clarity. And then we watch you at this pool date and you're like, kind of seemingly all over him for a while until it all turns on you again. Yeah. So then we have the quote one month anniversary, which of course for everyone, their one month anniversary, they get this like basket with a copy of their vows and a photo album and a video of them getting married as a way for them to like ritualize this this milestone Put and everything in context yeah celebrate which, the month together yeah. so of course naturally she is looking through the basket of nostalgia with sadness but something I was just thinking is watching the marriage video. Yeah, by she's herself. got the marriage video playing by herself. She's in the apartment alone, sadly, contemplatively looking through the basket. And I'm just like, why do I feel she still wore a cute dress? Why do I feel like she is literally still deep down waiting for Chris to walk through this damn door? I don't know. And I certainly was not going to put it past any of them. I was like, I, until the thing was, that scene was fully over. Every second I was like, and here he comes and here he comes <laughs> because that's just what they do. Uh, but it was really gross to hear their um, vows and their letters from their family and hear Chris be described by his family as Christ conscious. And he doesn't mind a honeymoon baby. OK, I think Paige was the Christ conscious. No, it was Chris who was yes. Christ conscious consciousness of the awareness yeah, I just Christ. thought that was so sickening to hear as yeah. a description of him. I tuned out. I <sighs> yeah, we were so tired by the end. I mean, we're all tired. Everyone's tired. So, but okay, I just have to say. Okay. I don't want, like, we definitely don't want to get into any spoiler territory with this. And so that's kind of hard to navigate when you're trying to, like, get some extra scoop after the show or whatever. Um. And something that I'm just curious about is, like, I feel like I've seen something on one of the Married at First Sight fan accounts okay. about the contracts and what's expected of you. Because we're all just screaming, like, why is Paige not just being like, it's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's like, even once it's said, we're still getting a scene of her in the apartment. She's still like, I'm going to continue into the future on my own. But it... I can't help but feel like she says it's over, but I feel like she's kind of trying to milk the whole thing. I feel like they really, I think they like lose a lot of money or some really bad shit goes down. My point that I'm getting to is if you break your contract and actually try to fully exit before the two months is I up. I think they still need to be on the show show. If you remember to which then, a couple seasons ago. Can't you just ago, agree that it makes like this being dragged out 
do we start to just feel like it's just disingenuous? For sure. And I felt like it was disingenuous a couple of years ago with the Amber and Matt thing, because that relationship was over by this time mm, as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And it was still like Amber was still going out with the girls. Right. Like, still crying and they in the still apartment. had they're still going to have you can bet that we're going to see a Chris and Paige decision day. That's that's what they, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I guess I expected that. But I'm also like just for your fucking dignity page at this point, I yeah. would like move back into my place and be like, I'll see you guys on decision day. And we already know what my decision is. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't, we don't know if that's going to happen next week, potentially. So, yeah. Um. OK, let's move on. Because by the end, we're always <laughs> by the end of Chris and Paige, we're, our energy is like truly <sighs> down. It is. You can hear it in our voice. <laughs> OK, do we want to go? Uh, Clara and Ryan or Virginia and Let's Eric? Let's do Virginia and Eric. Okay. So we start with a very cute picnic that Virginia put together for them. Yes. Um, Ryan's never had, or I'm sorry, Eric has never had a picnic thrown for just him. Yeah, it's clearly meaningful to him. Very cute. Um, But as often happens, we get into... Like something starts out cute and then we get into some awkward, tense territory pretty fast because we start having a conversation and things kind of go off. Oh, yeah. So we're talking about moving. Yeah. Potential moves. Yeah. Right. So once this so he is. He owns a house. He owns a house. And I was. And she rents and, and she, she rents. is very passionate about wanting to get their own place together. Oh, because this, okay, this needs to be said. This is coming off of the heels of her and Eric going on a double date with Ryan and Clara, which we'll talk about more when we get into Ryan and Clara because they were really the stars of that show. But uh, one thing there is that Ryan is also a homeowner and they were telling Eric and Virginia that they've started to move Clara's shit into That's his right. house every day. Okay. So that spurred a conversation of Eric being like, do you want to start moving your stuff into my house? And she's like, absolutely not. Well, yeah, Eric, they're talking about how much they love each other first. Yeah. Eric said, I love you. I I love you. I've never had anything. I've never had anything like this. And then he's like, well, if you don't want to move in then I guess you're not going to be hanging out with me. You're going to live there for a while and I'm if like, you want to be with me. every yeah. fucking Everything conversation a has a... blanket <laughs> statement command, which we watched for the first week, for the first time this week, we watched Unfiltered before the show. I'm not crazy about it. It's no. not that enlightening. I think it's very bizarre to do an after show on the week before, the following week before the next episode. Like, yeah, let's it doesn't get that really make sense. Fixed. I do like seeing the, I do like seeing their personalities shine a little bit. Oh, more. I definitely do. Um, I like to in see terms how they're of trying con- to portray themselves. Yeah. After. In terms of content, it's not great. Well, and the only reason I bring that up right now is because it was Jacob, Eric, and Dr. Viviana um, kind of going over some scenes from last week and adding some perspective and, I think it's their way of kind of doing their own little reputation recovery. Um, But they showed one of the scenes where Eric is very, I think it was about the kids. Like, well, she doesn't want to have kids and I'm just out. I'm just done. Um, Which we've also acknowledged is a valid. Here's the thing is a lot of Eric's sentiments are coming from a valid place, but his communication style is very, um, 
like brash and not always very respectful and not really considering of this other person's perspective. It's very like, this is how it's going to be, which maybe it comes a little bit from the military stuff. I don't know. Well, the let me just jump in here. The kids thing, like he admitted he handled it wrong. But if she told the experts when they were matching them that she'd be open to kids and now she's saying no, I think he's like, no, that's, that's kind fair. of not the right example. But I get what you're saying. Well, it started this pattern we've started seeing. So it was interesting because Dr. <clears throat> Viviana kind of called him out on it because they watched one of the scenes. And she was like, the sentiment is actually completely valid that you would feel really strongly about if your partner wants kids or not, because that's a huge defining thing of your future. But it's the way you say it. You you kind of tend to say things in commands and I loved it. He he was all like bashful and kind of laughed and was like, yeah, I know I need to work on that. I know I need to work on that. She's like, it's just the way you say things is so like it's my way or the highway. It's very ultimatum-y. Um, and he's like, I know I could work on that. And then we go into this episode and he does it like in Mul- every scene. Multiple times. And I'm and we saw the preview for next week and he does it more. So this is clearly just something that he does. And he, I think he does it from a place of fear. But she is a little bit inexplicably obsessed with not moving into his I home. W- okay. It, it, I, first of all, he it mansplains her how... Homeownership works. Homeownership oh, and renting. And I'm like, Eric, Stop. shut up. She's 26. She's not 12. She's not a freaking like, idiot. He's like, so when you own a house... You have to first sell it. I don't know if you knew that, but I'm not going to pay my mortgage and another mortgage. So I don't know if you know how it it was so condescending. That aside, Virginia needs to chill out. Yeah. This is ridiculous. So her whole thing is is she doesn't want to move into his house after this because she wants to move into their house. Which is understandable, but he owns a home. And And his whole thing is like, you're a renter. I own my home. It's going to take a while to put it on the market. Move in with me initially. And then, well, you know, it'll probably take us four to six months to like move on. But that's what we'll do. And she's being really bafflingly severe about like, no, I don't want to at all. Absolutely not. No, no, that's weird. It's not our place. I wouldn't want you to move into my place either because that's my place. And it's like, we just need to have our place. So it's a little weird, like a little, I'm like, I hear you uh, again, Virginia, I hear you on the sentiment, Eric, hear you on the sentiment, but the way that we're coming at each other with these just like, it's this or it's nothing. It's, it's kind of like, it's just bizarre. It's very bizarre. But yeah, he was being condescending about the homeownership. <laughs> I was like dead. Um, And then... After we have this conversation, we get to go on their month anniversary date, which he is a pilot. <clears throat> he is a pilot. And I was just thinking, how is this the first time that we are doing this? Like, this is what you lead with. Yeah. I mean, we Forget made a whole driving. season of The Bachelor around one, like an occupation of The Bachelor, which was the only thing that made him truly interesting. Pilot Pete. We're doing a cross-franchise reference here. But Eric has a lot of annoying traits, and there's been a conflict around his complicated job schedule. You would think that he would lead with showing her the cool, sexy part of being oh, a pilot. If I was a pilot, all <laughs> I'd be doing is flying. 
Yeah, like why why date, are you going <laughs> why are you going to the driving range exactly. if you have no idea how to swing a golf club? But not only are you a pilot, but did you catch this? He said it's his family hanger. Oh my god, no, I did not yeah. catch that. So he drives they're driving up and he's like, oh, this is my family's hanger. Your family has a freaking hanger of planes and cars. Yeah. And it was like like an old boy's shop in there. It yeah. was like there's couches, wine barrels, sports cars, and planes. I'm mm-hmm. like, maybe they should just move into the hangar. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, but, like, dude, if you got a hangar, that's got to be the, the 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 first stop if I mean, you're trying period. to impress I'm just girls. like, if you fly a plane, like, go rent a plane to fly yeah. her ASAP. Yeah. So this was a huge success. Big success. She was, like, giddy. I was like, oh, my God, I would be scared shitless because it's so small. Yeah, too like little, that too, is the smallest seater. thing I've ever seen. But she was living for it. It was very, I think it was like the perfect thing for him to show her this. Like, I think she thought it was so sexy yeah. and edgy, and she likes her like idea of her edgy self. So this made her feel like a thrill seeker. Yeah. And I think she thought it was hot that he was the one driving it. Um, so that was like a huge success. Flying, flying, flying. Flying. Um, and then they do like their basket moment and their recap moment after and they have their dinner and we give gifts. And I was actually happy because uh, this was the only couple that we got to see the gifts that they gave each other. You're right. Because <laughs> Haley and Jacob bring gifts to their thing, but we don't get to see them opening. Oh. And usually there is an exchanging of gifts. and. In- Gift giving, seeing gift giving on TV really just gives you insight into a, a person. <laughs> it really does. These okay. are some top quality gifts here. I'm going to go on a gift, a gift tangent for a second. Okay. Virginia gives Eric a huge blanket of her face and Eric's dog, which can... You can tell he doesn't know if he's like allowed to laugh first, though. Well, because she says it's half serious. Yeah, she's like, half... so this is like half funny and then half serious, but like not really serious. I and thought so... it was cute because I love it. It, you know, he's gone a lot. It's a cool thing to bring. We love your... anything with like superimposed photos of dogs, like towels, mugs, yeah, phone cases, socks. We're always in the market for like a dog item. Yes. So <laughs> now, but his reaction was a little off at first. It was like, a little off. Re- I was like. Ooh! Now, Eric's gift to Virginia. Let's talk about this for a second. Mm -hmm. Eric has a thing where anytime he passes by the location of where they got married, Mm -hmm. he always points it out. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he decided that what he would get for Virginia is a poster, a 24 by 36 inch poster of the latitude and longitude coordinates. coordinates of their wedding location. Okay, but can we say his intro to this gift okay. makes it seem as though he's like, so I got us this picture of it so we can always have it. So I'm thinking we're going to get a beautiful photo or a painting or like a graphic rendering of the location, but it's just a large fonted 
it's Gordon white is. and black. Literally, it looks like he took this thing to a Kinko's and said, "Can you blow this up?" Are Kinko's to, still open? I don't know. He, he took it. He took it somewhere to a print shop and said, "Can you guys put this on a poster for me?" I now, think he ordered it on Etsy and got it in like three days. Uh, okay, good. Probably it came with the frame. But I just gotta say, coordinate coordinate themed gifts, whatever. They're not my personal bag of tea. But I think they're fine. I have seen. I guess he's a pilot, so it's cuter. There are so many different coordinate themed options on the market. Yeah, you can put it on a. I feel like you can put it on a necklace. You can put it on a bracelet. You can put it on a toe ring. You can put (sighs) it like on a burnt piece of wood stamped or something. This is the most generic burnt piece of wood. I don't know. This is the most generic burnt piece of driftwood. Okay. Go to Pinterest and you can find 4,000 other better, more, but you know okay. what? It's Eric. It's it's, it's an Eric. Eric way to give I think a at yes. the end of the day, it is the thought that counts. That's all that really matters with this, but it was really funny to watch the space of silence between both of them both with of their both of their respective gifts to each other. Like, it yeah. was like it took both of them 15 to 22 seconds to decide to figure out like how am I supposed to react to this? What does this actually mean? Is it funny? Can I laugh? Yeah. Is there su- <laughs> and was- then like someone had to jump in and explain it and then which we've all been there. So I <laughs> it was funny. Um but it was also cute. One thing I said was just, I was thinking, Eric has this habit of when he's going in to to about to be, to say something like beautiful or like um, a big takeaway about where he's at with the relationship right now that's positive. Okay. He kind of has a habit of doing these like fucked up fake out intros where he gets this like very serious face and he looks like... He's about to say, like, I don't think this is going to work. I think that there's too many problems. You know, like, he he okay. does these really long, soft, um, intense intros, oftentimes paired with some light MLA, Mouth Like Anus, from last episode, <laughs> if you missed that. It's a, <laughs> again, it's a scrunchy face of tension. Um I just am like, stop doing that, Eric. Like, fuck you. This isn't The Bachelor with like, you know, where, you know, when you're you're like, are you going to give him the rose? It's not not? your job to like add in production. No, let them do that shit. Like, I feel like that's messed up. I feel like he does that to her a lot. And then he'll get, you're basically spending like 10 seconds going, where's this going? Where's this going? Where's this going? And you can tell that she looks scared every time. And then oftentimes it ends up resulting in him saying something absolutely beautiful. Like, I've never felt this in my entire life. Yeah. And you are the biggest. And you're like, what? Like, it, it, you end up being really caught off guard by how lovely what he said is because there's just nothing that would indicate that that's what it's going to be. Yeah. So, I mean, there, I mean, we I continue think, to not know. Yeah. They're still avoiding topics. You know, I feel like every week, they're still talking about some insecurities that they have yeah. in the relationship. And from the preview next week, it looks like the shit's going to hit the fan. Yeah. So we're just going to leave it there for yeah. now with them. Um, yeah. They still I have just... a long way to go. And despite all the I love you and the cutesies things, yeah. like, 
if you actually look at the foundation, uh, then it's a the, bit wobbly. It's a bit, it's a bit wobbly. Porous, if you will. The wise man <laughs> built his house upon the sand. It seems though. As okay. Though. Um, speaking of foundation, mm-hmm. you should we talk to the foundation built about the foundation builder himself, Ryan and Clara? Is he a foundation? Oh, right. He's all about He's the all foundation. About foundation. You're right. You're right. It's a good segue too because we did. We also had a flight date for their month anniversary. Which, which do you think this was at Eric's family's hangar? I mean, could have been. Is there? A but it was a heli. It was a heli. Different, different mode of transport. Different flight. <laughs> I don't patterns. really know if Eric's in the heli business, huh. but I mean, maybe, perhaps, friend, a favor from a friend. Um, their flight date went quite differently and we will get to that uh so it starts off with them moving things moving shit into his his home which he owns and Um, this was just a funny this was just funny to me clara is like stressed out she's always really she's always stressed out but clara's like stressed out about like moving things in. I don't know where all this stuff's going to fit. And she's having like a meltdown. And she gets so doomsday though. She'll say things like, oh, and your dressers just got to go. I mean, I really can't do anything. I can't do anything with this space until we clear out the, what's the room? That's Oh, the guest room. It's just really hanging over. I can't really do anything till we clear out the guest room. She's going and rearranging like every one of his drawers in his house. Oh yeah. She's She's super organized. She's like type A. Like I want to organize He's trying to like build and fix the backyard up, make things nice. Um, She seems to think that when you move in together with someone that you just have two of everything. Like she's so (laughs) concerned with space and everything. and, And it's like, oh, I'm bringing my table and chairs in. You know, I don't know where the table and chairs is going to fit. It's like, well, there's already a fucking table and chairs in there. Like, you you just like, my glasses. What about my glasses? My pint glasses. It's like, well, there's pint glasses. We're going to figure out. We don't need 27 right. pint glasses. <laughs> we, you know, we need a set of pint glasses. She's starting, she's talking about where everything for her dog's going to fit. I know. I'm like, like, what do you have? She Okay. He has a dog. She has a dog. We have two dogs and we live in a one bedroom apartment. Okay. They have two beds. He has a dog? Yeah. Ryan? Yeah. I thought he does. Does he not? I anyway, think, okay. what it, it's not important. We have two dogs. <laughs> okay. They have two beds. They have a little box of toys. And then they have another small container of things. I could fit it all in. My arms in one trip. Yeah, I'm baffled. And, and I mean, she's th- like, she has a bigger dog, but I don't see. So what? You have a big crate? Or yeah, like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> There's a giant backyard. Like, I know. I no, I'm can I? Oh, she. Honestly, I think she's spiraling because I do other, too. other things. Are I at think play, she's spiraling but too. Still, Clara really like this couple just confuses the shit out of me. Like on a regular basis. I'm not kidding. Like he always looks uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. He always looks stressed. He always looks freaked out by what she's saying. She always like she always looks like very like she always looks like she's withholding stuff. Don't you think? Like she always looks clenched and like she's not saying everything she feels, but she's wearing it all on her face, yeah. which is that she's not happy. Um, oh, okay. she had one like 
pretty much perpetual stink face for the entirety of this episode. Yeah, it was so interesting. She was, okay, I do have to say, I was cracking up when they're like talking about, I mean, and it's fair. He's like, this is my house. I've been working project to project. And now Clara comes in and she's pretty, she she makes strong statements. Like, I do think it's kind of rude. Like, you shouldn't be like, I don't know. I'm such a proponent of like, she comes full into the authenticity house. and honesty, but with full kindness. Yeah. So like, I'm just like, gosh, even if you said half of these things in a jesting manner with like some giggles and like kind of like giving you a hard time about your ugly lazy boy or like whatever. The, the lazy boy is the only thing she wants to keep. Right, right. I know. I'm uh, just. She's like, this is going. Just this making going. all these extreme statements. I yeah. think that that's like not cool when it's someone else's home. Yeah. And then. uh. Poor Ryan. She's making all these statements about what she's going to change about his house and we need this and I just don't know about the space. And I was cracking up because she was like, it doesn't seem like he's really considered like including all my stuff in it. And I do have to say it made me think of when uh, we moved in together for the first time. And it was a decision that we made kind of like I mean, we made it over the course, like we had our first real conversation about it. And then like two weeks later, he was moving in. I lived with a really close friend at the time. And I just remember we were very young, but I was cracking up because I was remembering that like it literally never even crossed my mind that you were coming with things until I think the day of I was like. Oh my God. First off, I have to make room for you in this closet, which like, how did that not cross my mind? And then I was kind of like, well, that better be it. (laughs) (laughs) At the time, I was pretty much living in a shed in a backyard. I was pretty mobile. I didn't have armoires and lazy boys. But still, I just remember it dawning on me like, how did I think that he was just coming alone? Like, yeah. if someone's moving in with me, of course they come with their own shit. Yeah. And I, I was the, the really closet, lucky. The closet, I think, was the biggest thing. Yeah, and I remember really feeling, like, irritated with you. Like, you At the concept have of me clothes that you clothes. need to fit into my space. Excuse me? <laughs> Anyways, I just had to bring that up because it made me laugh. But... Okay, so we have this day, and and it's very strange because there's some familiarity on this this um hang at his house that I find cute. Like she's like, oh, wouldn't it be cute if we got those if we got market lights in the yard? And he was like, oh yeah, I would love to do that. And she's like, and then maybe some furniture here. Like some of it feels like cute, coupley, brainstormy. Like she's trying to bring some personality and some. Um, you know, cause he's very, there's not like all this stuff up on the walls or like all this great decor. Yeah, but he can like build things and yeah. he's like puts things together. I was confused what he was like building in the backyard. If it was just like a backyard hanging out area or fixing siding on the house. But like, but my point is it was cares. like, it was sort of a whiplash between parts of it that felt cute and like, wow, maybe. they are close. Yeah. Like there is a familiarity here. And then the next second you're just like, are they just white knuckling this? Like, can they kind of not stand each other? Like, I cannot figure it out. And let's move into their month anniversary, which he planned this like epic helicopter ride for them. Well, with... I think it's confusing because he is thoughtful. Yeah, right? he's very so, thoughtful. So like, 
she mentioned wanting to have a helicopter ride. He got the helicopter Which ride. Which she makes a point to say, I said on the honeymoon that I thought that would be fun. And then he did this. She wants market lights in the backyard. He's got the market lights right, set they're up. up by you that know, night. like he. It's he's true. Thoughtful. He's such a sweet guy. But then she makes a point to say. When they are moving into the dinner portion, she says something specific like, you know, I do need to know, like I, uh, romantic gestures are all well and good, but that's not enough on its face. Like I'm looking for a real connection on a deeper level. And it sort of made me think like, I think that might be part of the problem here is like, she's really holding out hope because of their initial connection. Um, and he's coming from such this like methodical, everything is overthought to the point where it's like you're wringing out all of the joy. Yeah. Well, uh, bef- before we get to the helicopter, just to when they do have their double date with Virginia mm-hmm. and Eric. Oh, God. She, Clara, is fuming during yeah. this. Like you can tell she's just like having to. Because hear... Virginia and Eric are just like. Everything's great. Spilling over we, we with said we romantic love each other love already. Googlies. Yeah. And like, so we love that, each other. <laughs> that kind of like sets the tone because now they're like they're playing the comparison game. Right. You're right. And and once again, the talking about love or how, how Ryan has never said he loves someone. Mm-hmm. And Claire says, OK, well, if you're not saying you love me after six months, then I'm probably not going to be around. And this the thing was a is, lot to be including Eric and Virginia on this talk, yeah, by the way. But she's pissed. But you're right. She. I was like, oh, my gosh. Here's no. the thing. Yeah. I think it's two things happening at the same time. He is so focused on foundation. OK. And he, the fact that he has never told someone he loves them and they are not having sex. Yeah. She is like, is this ever going to go anywhere? Because like, because he are... ends up admitting at the well, she I think she brings this up at the dinner that she's pissed at. He was with someone for two years and never said, I love you. Yeah. And that's what spurs on Virginia is like, oh, my God, how did you do that? And and then uh, Claire is like, oh, I know. I just don't understand it. I've told him I don't understand it. I mean, if you don't know you're in love with me by six months, I'm like, there. this is a serious problem and I'm leaving. And I have to say, I pretty much am on Virginia's team with this um, with this train of thought. Like, I kind of agree. I would be the same. Virginia or Claire? Oh, Clara, sorry. Okay. No, Clara's yeah. With Clara, like, I agree. I'm like, it doesn't take that long unless you're pedestaling it so hard, which is what we know that he is the king of. Um, When you put something so high on a pedestal, then nothing is ever good enough for it. You know what I mean? And you, it's like you take out all living in the moment. Yeah. Because go- you're just, like, building something up. Mm-hmm. to. I mean, no one will ever ever be enough for this like thing that he's created in his yeah. mind it's a mess so like whether it works with clara or the, whoever the next person is it's like he's gonna have to deal with this and that energy comes to a head and continues through this helicopter thing right you know so right and then they okay so they're sitting waiting to get on the helicopter in like a little lobby thing and it's awkward as hell she's like trying to have a little like cute like just a cute conversation that's like reflective on them and 
she says something sweet to him and he says thanks pal okay so no so what she they they ask each other like would you marry me again you know, yeah would been, you do it all over would again would you do it all over could. again they both say yes you know or he says yes and then he asks her and she says yes and his response is thanks pal which is barely you, looking at her. If you say pal to someone oh, that is are is, is already worried about like this friendshipness Friend growing, zone. friendship companionship going and not uh romantic relationship, pal is like the it, worst thing you can say. It cut her so deep. It's the worst thing you can it say. It cut her so deep. And I just was thinking, she is literally like a live exposed wire at this point. Like oh. she is just to the point where anything, no matter how big or teeny that bumps up against that wire, like she's going to just explode. I just feel like she's at this point, just waiting to be zapped at any moment. Well, and and I feel like he's so anxious with getting his answer ready. It just doesn't work. There's no flow. Here's it hurts. And, and so at, the next question she asks him after this mm -hmm. is um, what has been like the highlights? Mm -hmm. And he says, um, the highlight is having you there to share the day with. That's been the highlight of marriage for me, having you there. And this, mm -hmm. I think, jumps into a bigger, a bigger issue I'm seeing, at least with the... Um, what what's being like shown to us what's happening through the edits he's not he doesn't ever really give her like really strong yes. affirming messages yes. so get i get it she's upset they're not having sex she's worried that that he isn't ever going to say that he loves her but he's also not like those are kind of like big things and he's obviously put them on a pedestal but i'm not i i'm yet to hear like really affirming you know what like you mean a lot to me and i think that's the I biggest think he's thing that though every time i'm watching his face and trying to watch like when when the wheels are turning and he's trying to say something i I'm guess like, it's just in my mind there's really it's really not hard for you to like give something affirming i know but babe do you see how hard it is for him to express? It's like, it's it's almost stressful to watch. It's like, and then it looks like he's putting all this mental power into coming up with the thing to say. And then it just is, it's like the most minimal words. It's like the bear. And this is what I can't figure out because he also always has this scared, cringy look on his face. I just can't tell. Is this just like crippling social anxiety and with the cameras and like the fact that maybe he is a virgin. Maybe he ha he's only had the one relationship for a long time that he never said I love you. He's just like almost like he needs someone to like break through. Like what I can't tell is, is this all that? And he actually is crazy about her and he has no ability to be able to like really fully let that flow. Or is he like not into her? And he's a little, just like there's grit, a, there's grit a, his teeth. a little part of me that worries about that because I mean at that donut date, oh, like the most right. comfortable he felt, the most comfortable I feel like I've seen him was him talking about like his passions, what motivates him, like all that stuff. Yeah. You know, he was totally fine, like that's having true. that conversation. You know, well, that's what I'm saying. It feels like anything yeah. around sexuality or romance. He really doesn't like. He doesn't seem comfortable. Yeah. I don't it know. almost feels like he's barely done it before. Yeah. 
Um, so they have the dinner helicopter ride which the, it's, like, oh. it's supposed to be romantic but there's nothing like it's the most contrasting thing with eric and virginia who like spend the whole thing squealing giggling sparkling and they're on like what should be, i want to do this by the way i've been wanting to do this forever they go on this beautiful cityscape helicopter ride and they i mean even seeing them sit next to each other on that this is of course directly after he called her pal and then corrected it when she clearly looked pissed and then they get on this helicopter ride and like it just oh it feels like they're both in their heads thinking this sucks and should be romantic but it's not almost every helicopter ride i've seen on a reality show reality show um that's supposed to be romantic isn't mm. romantic i feel like i've noticed that in the bachelor a lot it's just not it doesn't make for a great like showing there because you know they're stationary and all we're seeing is like the views and they're having to like yell at each other over and it's just a lot of that's beautiful (laughs) i know gorgeous like i don't know it just doesn't play we've had some really bad bachelor ones helicopter rides and this was this felt like very awkward and just not and then all of a sudden they're having like a romantic meal in outdoors. the pool backyard. He's got the fire pit, the market lights. She, of course, ha- cannot help herself and has to say she's cold. Which I'm just like, girl, Clara, like, give him a break. Like, let, like, one of his gestures just yeah. go without, like, a single critique. Um, Impossible. <laughs> but I don't know. It felt awkward. I was, like, they were trying to have a conversation at dinner. I can't remember what the questions were. But... I was just, I can't figure out where she's coming from. I like the way that she answers these questions about their relationship and her reflections. It, you can't follow it. And I think it's because again, like I think he fits a lot of her stuff on paper. And I think that she thinks he's really sweet and she's like attracted to him. But as time goes on with the fact that he's not being sexually available to her, and he's clearly not very good at expressing. Yeah. I think it's just now uh, they're in one of those cycles. I just, I don't know. And then they're sitting, he like set up the outdoors with the market lights and the projector on the wall and they watch the wedding video. And I was just like, he does not look amused at all watching their vows. Yeah. Like at all. And neither does she. And okay. So <laughs> she asks him after they watch the vows do you feel like our leap of faith panned out and he said oh for sure yeah for sure for sure for sure it did like what is that if you're really trying to inspire confidence in her you can tell she's just sitting there and her neck looks so clenched and <sighs> blotched and she's just like all she wants for him to say is just like, oh my God, absolutely. It gets better yeah, with time. That's what I mean with the, that's yeah. what I mean with like the affirmations that we're not like. Well, again, and we go back to like, is this because he's not expressive or is this because he's not into her, but he's trying really hard. And so he's not going to say anything. He doesn't mean. Yeah. I don't know where this couple's going. I don't either. I mean, <sighs> They just confuse me. Like, they do. Because there's random moments where, because, I mean, that dinner, again, so awkward. They barely spoke. 
And you can just tell she's waiting for more from him and she's always waiting for more and yeah. it's painful to watch. So even when he said, for sure, she said something like, I concur. I can, yeah. You know, you can just, just tell she's It really, ended awkward and it uh, ended like, we'll find out. Yeah. We'll, time will tell. I don't, yeah, I feel like I still can't say that I know that they're not going to work, but I definitely just Well, don't. she says she doesn't know what she's going to say. Yeah, she doesn't know. <laughs> you know, yeah. so. Ugh. Yeah. Okay, let's jump to about the only solid couple here. Yeah. Our favorites, Brianna and Vincent. Okay, well, we start with Vincent and Brianna's month anniversary with a parent trap boat, which made me really excited. So cute. And let me just say, Vincent looks good. Oh, yeah. This is the opportunity to wear a suit. It's a month anniversary. Yeah. Put on your suit. He's got a navy pinstripe suit, a pocket square, some like gray pants, some light gray pants. Like, Vinny looks fly. Yeah, he does. And we've got the parent trap boat set up yeah. on the dock. Vinny's over the, the lake. captain. He's he's the captain of he this is. boat. He is. Ugh. Now we have some I'm sorry. Awful autumnal decor. I don't know what was happening. It was like was it the Christmas tinsel? Like some <laughs> It was autumnal. Autumnal? It was autumnal. And there was like Oh, like autumn? Yes, Bob. Oh, autumnal. Autumnal. Okay. Um, that's an adjective. Never heard of it. Okay, well, it is one. So there's just autumnal colored. What do you even call those? Garlands. Garlands, but like, bo- like on every inch of the boat, and then was like, it decorated for? The- like, did he decorate? No, was it decorated I for think them, that they rented just... this space, and it already was this. Okay, I really do. It's fine. He couldn't help it, but like, it was a little distracting. We're watching this really cute moment of them watching the vows inside, and I'm just like. Looking at these bulbous autumnal wall hangings. Okay, and this is, I think, this was another maybe <laughs> mismatched couple thing. Okay, because Vinny's in a suit, and from what I gathered, she's wearing kind of like a dress kind of thing, but she's got leggings on underneath. She was a little more casual it than was him, like a but knit. she still looked good. No, she still looked good, but I'm just, once again, like, yeah. mismatched on the formal. I think they were the a formal. little more matched than okay. they were. Yeah. <laughs> this whole date, Vinny is just like, Smiling oh, ear to ear, cloud nine. like I don't think I've ever seen him smile this <laughs> yeah. much. And he got his champagne Vinny moment back yeah. on track. He opened the champagne. There was no spilling. There was no judgments or comments. <laughs> it was very cute. The meal on the the roof of the boat was like, I mean, it just the view was insane. I was like, I want this. It one. was very cute. Um, so beautiful. I wanted someone to give them sunglasses or some sort of. I feel like overhang. I was. I had glare. Yeah, I was like in squinting my eyes because they were squinting. Because they, oh, it was just the reflection of that lake. Now let's just bring this up because I they're just you know this couple's always perfect and, and we so didn't I, get a lot this week. Yeah, on we it. really it didn't because little. they're doing so great, but. Yeah. I feel like it needs to be said that when there was that girl's lunch date, uh-huh. when Brianna was talking about her and Vincent, she did say that um, Vincent is basically 100% all in, full confidence, and that she is having a little bit more like panic on and off. Okay. Um, 
just I think about like the gravity of it all. Like I can't. How am I really married? I didn't even know this person in a month of that kind of stuff. But she did say he's really good at like giving her space and comfort. But so I just thought that was interesting yeah. because Brianna always is very composed and really has it together. And so I don't really think they've shown us much that have let us see that side. I think it's completely human and natural. So I'm not concerned. We're still a month in. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day. Yeah. Regardless. It's totally of how, natural yeah. to be constantly like, is this real? Yeah. Um, But overall, I'm I just they're still so great and happy together. Like they yeah. had their little convo. He, he did like. The, the question he worded was bizarre. Like, he was like, do you feel married? And I'm like, I, I think I know what you mean. Because then they started going into this thing of like, well, I don't feel married because I'm having so much fun. And like, you're not my, you're not like a ball and chain. So in some ways I don't feel, and I'm like, okay, just whatever, whatever. It's, it's yeah. semantics. They're basically saying we don't feel stuck. We feel excited and into each other. So yeah adorable they watched their wedding video on the boat yeah after, you know it was cute i mean they're just they're, they're just doing winning. great they're, they're doing winning. great yeah they're un i mean completely undefeated in terms of the rankings like they're just making first place look like it's definitely yeah well there's gonna be sealed. some some rankings revising that's gonna get Ooh. brought up here a little bit so. Ooh. okay well with that said we've got to move into what a week for jake and Haley. yeah like i was i was very impressed with the jake and Haley content this week yeah it was great. i we i got mean solid jacob and Haley content so they, they start the first we see of Haley is at the lunch you mm -hmm. know with brianna mm -hmm. and Paige. uh i was confused because Haley seemed to mention that things were going positive and that's not really the vibe i got from last week um and we well, get they went on their little last week's episode ended with them awkwardly talking about what their bedtime routine is. Oh god, and right. Central right. thing. So I'm like, things are positive, okay. Oh, central caress. Well, and Curious. she brings up at the girls hang how their big barrier is that his sense of humor yes. sucks ass. Okay. Basically, his sense of humor is Wearing things and saying things that will make everyone else say WTF and or feel uncomfortable, which she repeated that multiple times. She said, like, his sense of humor is he likes to make people feel uncomfortable. His sense of humor is I like to make people uncomfortable and have no one else know that I'm joking. Yes. Which is just, just I mean, it's a, it is a sense of humor. It's not like my preferred sense of humor just because it just I get confused and. I don't like unless you're like on that person's exact I don't know same what page. Sense yeah. That is anyway. So it's his own sense just for himself, though, which is like, oh, that's so lame. You don't get to share your sense of humor with anyone in the world because yeah. your sense of humor is based on nothing actually funny to anyone but you. Um. So then they get a tarot reading. Yes, which Jake. I was obviously was, so here for this. Was I was cool. excited. Clearly, this is. So you can tell that this week, Haley has really tried to take the lead. She's trying, after all of these rough conversations that they've had, and I think like everything Dr. Vimpiana brought to them last week, both her by herself as well as him, I just feel like 
I can tell that she's struggling and I can tell that he's not her favorite person, but I can also tell that she's really trying. And she's basically like, okay, rather than judge him for like some of his interests or lack of knowledge on certain things, I'm just going to like bring him into my world a little more. Yeah. So she starts it out with having the tarot card reader come to the house. She wants to do a chart reading, which is just getting like your whole birth chart, finding out where all of the moons and the stars and the everything was when you were born and what implications do those have for you. Um, I just thought it was hysterical. So Jacob is clearly like, this is all new for him. This isn't like super comfortable for him. I thought Jacob did an amazing job. Yeah, he showed up. Leaning I was proud into of him. this. Because this is something that I assumed he was going to kind of roll his eyes at, not into it. He was very into yeah, he was like the present. reading. And yeah. almost more than she was in a way because... Because <laughs> he got quite excited to he, hear he got, that their moon signs are very compatible. You could see the look on Haley's face oh. during all of this when the tarot reader is telling her telling them that they're compatible and all the reasons why. And she has this look like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> Come again? Wait. Come again? We're, we're compatible? That's not why I brought you in. <laughs> yeah. Like, And he's like, we're compatible? That's awesome. Ooh, our but I thought we got some some interesting insight in, from the tarot reader in terms of like what they're both bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, she, The reader mentions that Jake has a lot of like energy and passion and he kind of needs to like release that and kind of let like release that in a different way and kind of let go and in terms of making like Haley the one responsible for that Mm -hmm. and Haley likes to be in charge and she needs to kind of let go and release some of that need to be in control Mm -hmm. for everything Mm -hmm. um and I thought it was cool like Jake was pushing her to open up and he's into the reading and I just I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. So then for the month anniversary, we're going wine tasting. You can tell that this is somewhere that Haley definitely picked because yeah. Jacob has maybe never drank a glass of wine. I'm not really sure. Um, We've seen him drink wine before. He just doesn't. He's not. He doesn't I, like it. He's not a big wine guy. But the point oh, is, he hasn't he, tried much. Yeah, he gets into the, he gets into the. They both get into the wine on this date. You can tell the wine was a flowing. So the place is really cute. I would like to go. Um, we get like a charcuterie board and our drinks, and we go out to this beautiful little Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. And Jacob starts pack sawing a piece of brie. No, I. This is how you're supposed to eat brie. The amount of brie that he put that he cut out he of He cut it in half and was taking a half of the brie. <laughs> I love brie. I, I I support Jacob eating this much brie in one bite. Okay, whatever. You didn't um, like how much brie he took? That is not how you eat brie off a charcuterie board. I looked you don't take at, half the wheel of brie in one bite. <laughs> it was what a small hell? wheel. I, I looked at it and I was like that's my kind of way to consume some okay. brie. I think that I'm like having some type of transference feelings with the fact that you're being so pro Jacob right now. Um, <laughs> I just don't know how I feel about it. Okay. But okay, Let's we have different it. feelings about the brie. Um, okay, so then we're like going to start addressing our month anniversary basket, <sighs> which of course, this is when everything goes to hell in a handbasket. Um, there's nothing comfortable about this because they have been in misery since, as Jacob keeps reminding us, day four. 
the day that they um, stopped having sex. The day they stopped making love. Making love. <laughs> and when I was just kept thinking about how awkward this was to be looking at this wedding album together, when just a week ago, Haley is saying, when I walked down the aisle and saw you, I thought you were middle of the road. Okay. So I was just thinking, and then, oh, this needs to be said. Jacob is on a reputation recovery tour. He has been interviewed more than any other cast member so far in the last, like as this season has been running. Interesting. And when he was on Unfiltered before this episode, um, and I just thought it was interesting because we both were looking at each other think, being like, who is this Jacob? Because he seems a lot more down to earth and well-adjusted. Um, and I, it's just hard to tell. Is that like his essence or is this him? Best behavior, hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm trying to show you my best self. Okay. For me, the combination of seeing him on the unfiltered mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. and with what he says to Haley here, mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to shift a little bit on what I think of this relationship. Okay, so tell me. So this is what I got. Okay, when they're eating the charcuterie board, mm-hmm. um, he's being like self-deprecating talking about stuff. She says nothing during any of this. She ignores him. What's the self-deprecating? He was just talking about how, you know, she's so much uh, like, oh, yeah, you look so much better than me. Oh, you're right. Yeah, she didn't fix anything. She didn't say anything. He was like, I look like, I look lame. I I look look lame. And she just let him keep kind of getting down on himself. Um, He's complimenting her on how she looks and everything. She says nothing. He's talking about how he gets, he's like in his feelings because he is, um, she feels like he looks past her. Oh, this was sad. And I don't know. I'm like, dude, you're throwing it out there with how you're feeling right now. Mm -hmm. And I think he's just like, fuck it. I'm done. Like, I'm done. Like, trying here. I don't know. I'm kind of starting to see things more from his perspective. I'm just going to say. I'm going to challenge you, though. Okay. Because when, okay, I Oh, oh, when, before you challenge me, okay. here's another thing. Another thing. Hey, he says that Haley has a disgusted sigh when they do their morning and night hug. That sucks. Oh, I miss that. That sucks. Uh-huh. Like, that's not fun. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. for him. So yeah. challenge me. But me. then, but then he, okay, this is my only thing. So he's like, I feel like you look past me. I feel like you look past me. And then when she tries to dig in what that means, you find out again, it all goes back to the attraction shit and the fact that she stopped having sex with him after four days. And this is where I really like, there's something very empathy inducing about like when he said, I feel like you look past me. It broke my heart for him. It did. But then as this conversation continued and she's trying to get to the root of what that even means, like she's like, what are you talking about? Like, how does that actually manifest? And so he starts, He again, we just, we keep going back to ever since day four. And it's not that I, again, I understand getting in your head when you think your partner's not attracted to you. But I also think that he is beating this with like a 
like a dead horse beating why am i missing this phrase all of a sudden but he's like the attraction he's beating a dead horse it's hurting like I just feel like, are you serious? She keeps trying to extend herself with actual activities, with actual conversations about who we are. And like, let's have some fun. And he, no matter what, he can't see past this. Yeah, but if she is disgusted by him, which it looks like she is. She's also been acting disgusted by her. Then she needs to just come out and And say. And he said, oh, he said an unfiltered. He said. I wasn't even attracted to her at the beginning. And I was like, you're lying, Jacob, because you literally in the interview on wedding day said something like she looks like a magical unicorn, blah, blah, blah. Like, anyways, I just. Obviously, the stopping of sex after day four has like, I think think he's making, I think he's making too big of a deal of it. But the fact is, is that she's not romantically into him at all. Yeah. She shows nothing of that towards him. And so, you know, they talk about what, like, what do you think we can do to move forward? And he's like, I don't know. I don't like. And all he does is come back to that. Rather than. But if she's not into it, then she needs to just say, look, I don't think you're attractive. That I can't get over. And so but that's not let's... what she's saying. She's always said, yes, it wasn't initial, initial like salivation over the hotness. It wasn't. But I was open. And then after a few days, I mean, let's also address what we haven't addressed, which is that sex cannot have been very good. Okay. So we're just going to put that out there. It wasn't very good sex because why would she be so uninterested in having it after three days? But anyways, they have sex for a few days. It's not very good. And they stop. But she has never tried to beat it over the head with like, he's absolutely heinous and blah, blah, blah. She's like, I'm waiting for his personality to convince me otherwise. I'm waiting for us to have flowing conversation and for him to make me laugh and for us to have fun together and build memories that then give us reference points to have discussions. Like, For sure. I get all of I that. I feel like she has been open to it changing. Now, I don't think she's perfect. It is it is very clear when I was watching even their tarot reading, I was like, it's so obvious that Haley is just like sick of having to try at this point. And she maybe doesn't want to try anymore. Hmm. Like, I don't know. But I, I just I see get... these acts as, as acts of her trying to extend herself and like cultivate room for them to get to know each other. And all he does is always bring it back to this. And I, to me, it's like the idea of you're so afraid of something that you actually end up making it happen. Like, I think Eric is so afraid of Virginia cheating on him um, and leaving him that he's actually could end up being responsible for her leaving by doing the very thing, like creating the very thing, right? Like, because then he tells her commands and he gets controlling. Yeah. And then, of course, she's going to pull away and fulfill his fear. And there's a part of me with Jacob and Haley that feels like he's done that with the physical attraction and he hasn't really like allowed space for them to just be. Yeah. I, I guess you're right. I see, I see all of that, but I, but because of how big of a deal the attraction thing is, we saw specific areas in this episode where there was a lot of small opportunities that Haley could do some affirming. Right. Yeah. 
that she missed. She missed those opportunities. And because you're she right, probably Jacob doesn't really want to take them. You're right, but that's not <laughs> and his that fault. Feeds you know, his like shit too. Yeah, they're I done. Mean, I I don't. I mean, it's weird. I mean, well, the, they literally ended it at the end, right? Well, she yeah. I mean, she's got a buzz going. She's got wine teeth. He's pounding. <laughs> he's pounding. Uh, she did. How yeah, did I miss that? She so has wine, wine teeth. Sighting. He's pounding a Salisbury, and they're just <laughs> they're like, and he's just like, I'm kind of done. You know, and yeah. I kind of appreciated him kind of taking a stand. Yeah. It's weird because next week it looks like they're actually having fun together. Oh. So I don't know. I'm confused, but it looks problematic. I mean, here's the thing. I don't think they're a match. And so all of this stuff I'm saying and all this devil's advocating I'm doing, I mean, I feel like too much harm has been done by now. Whether or not I agree... It's like we I think attraction is very important. I also don't think that the way you grow attraction is by obsessively talking about how the person is not attracted to you. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I get where he's coming from. And I I think I would feel really in my head and sad, too, if I was in his position. Um, and it kept being verbally repeated. But I'm also like you're also creating the space where it keeps needing to get repeated because you're obsessing over it and you can't see past it. And I think because he can't see past that and because he has such a shitty sense of humor and like his way of dealing with being hurt by her is to just like, he gets really sarcastic and like does more of his shitty sense of humor that she doesn't think is funny. They're just not right. I don't understand. Like it's, it's over. You think it's over? I kind of do. Like I feel, I'm not saying there was never any hope at all. But we have been concerned from day one. We've been concerned for a while, and we're, what, about halfway through? More than halfway. More than halfway. Right? Six, oh, yeah. Don't we have, like, three weeks left? I think so. So, that's where they're at. I know. I, I mean, I will say it's interesting because I feel, I still feel pretty up in the air with most of them. Well, that leads me, if To you our will, rankings? To our, our power rankings. Okay. Now, I had to alter the power rankings a little bit because you just do it to keep it interesting or is it real? This is real, <laughs> but I've changed. I've, I've I've done a little bit of changing. Okay. okay? So what I've done is uh, I modeled this after basketball power rankings. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna have we have different tiers because it's really not fair. I realized after watching last night's episode, it's not fair to go one through five because that gives way too much credit to the two through the five. Because right now, Brianna right. and Vincent are on another level. And right. so putting in someone in second place just doesn't make sense to me. So okay. here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm introducing a tiered system. It can't be too complicated. It's not too complicated. I'm going to quickly run through it. Okay. okay. We have five categories, five tiers. Okay. Oh, the top Jesus. tier. I'm already complicated. Just hear me out. Okay. The top tier are the contenders, favorites. These are like a couple teams that are going to the championship. Okay. Okay. The next tier is our playoff locks. Okay, so these are strong teams. How am I going to put this into Just, an Instagram post? We'll figure it out. <laughs> the next team are our locks. Like, okay, they're going to the playoffs. They're expected to do well. We'll see what happens. Okay. Our next tier is our playoff hopefuls. Okay, these are teams that are pretty good. Okay, they're hoping to make a run. They're hoping to, to make it all the way. Okay. It's a lot of tiers. I told you it's a five-tier system. 
Okay. I'm already okay. Hear me out. Okay. Keep going. Then we have our bad. These are bad teams, but they're not totally out of it. Okay. Okay. Something can happen. We can build some real strong team chemistry. There's some bright light at maybe at the end of the tunnel, but it looks bad. And then we have our total rebuild. Okay. This team sucks. They're tanking. <laughs> they have no chance at the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Like they're living for next they season. They are Chris and Paige. They are Chris and Paige. So right now, I don't have anyone in my top, top, top favorite contender tier. Yeah. Okay. In my playoff lock, I have Brianna and Vincent. Okay, they're definitely looking strong at the at the uh, reunion or the announcement ceremony. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, I think there can be a tender contender. They're going to be a favorite, but I need more screen time. There's okay. still a little bit way to go. Yeah, our playoff hopefuls are Virginia and Eric. Okay, they got a strong team, but a catastrophic injury or something like that <laughs> can knock them out. Okay, very true. Okay. In my bad, but not totally out of it, I have Haley and Jacob and Ryan and Clara. I think Ryan and Clara have trouble ahead. Definitely. I'm scared. Definitely. Haley and Jacob are hanging by a thread Hang right now. Dangling. And in our total rebuild, looking for next year, looking, looking for next year. I'm have, shocked that you don't have Haley and Jacob in that. Chris and Paige. Haley and Jacob. Next week, it looks like they're actually making progress, which is confusing to me. Okay. But it looks like they are making progress. So that's my new tier. Okay. It's been explained now. We okay. might go back to the ranking system based off of some of the facial some of the facial expressions. <laughs> uh, but I had to throw a I wrench. I don't know if this is going to translate on the sound waves, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> like and subscribe, comment, give us your thoughts, fans. <laughs> Uh, uh, wait, so there's no way to, like, how do you compare this to last week? Like, did anyone, do we think, just reject the past now? Well, watching this episode, I saw a clear one and everyone else kind of sucking. Yeah. So that's why I had to put us into tears. Okay, okay, fair. So maybe we won't always need this baffling system, depending on the week. <laughs> it's to be determined if the tears are coming back. TBD, TBD. Um, Didn't really feel like I had a full chance to explain the tears. They might be gone next week. Well, Thanks for tuning we'll in. Discussion. Uh, thank you so much. What a treasure chest, though, of shit this week. And I still feel like there's plenty that we miss somehow because there's just... Ooh, so much, so much, so much, so much stress, so much changes, just all the things. So we're excited for next week. We have made it through the month anniversary. Um, and we hope you have a lovely week. Add us on Instagram so that you can just see all the great things we're putting out into the world. At Till Death Do Us Recap. Yeah. Very straightforward. Tell your friends, tell your family, <laughs> tell your foes, and we'll be back next week. <laughs>